Hello, and welcome to this week's sermon podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbonnais, Illinois. This is the sermon for October 6, 2019, the 17th Sunday after Pentecost. The sermon is entitled, Keeping the Faith, and is based on 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 3-14. through 14. It was preached by Pastor Carl Copen. God's peace be yours this day in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The text for the message comes from our first reading from 2 Timothy chapter 1. Let us pray. Most gracious God, bless our study in your word. Strengthen us as we walk in faith. Lift us up, Lord. Lift us up and as we gather, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our maker and our redeemer. Amen. As many of you know, I am a fan of the St. Louis Cardinals. Okay, all right. In past years, many of you have taken it upon yourselves to let me know how well the Cubs were doing and how bad the Cardinals were doing. We're not going to talk about that this year because I don't want to make you more sad than you already are. (laughs) But, you know, when, when our team, if you will, is doing well, it sort of sours our whole day, doesn't it? I mean, I mean, you just pick the sport, and you're going to have those fans, those fans that are going to hope against hope, right? That cry goes up, yeah, come on, they'll be back there. They're just, just wait till later in the season. Just wait till next year. Keep the faith, right? But in a much more important part of our lives and in my life, I do have faith, even though there are troublesome times, and you have it too. You see, our Savior God has convinced us that something better better, even more perfect times lie ahead for us. He's promised us something past this life. And he's promised us heaven and eternity through the forgiveness of sins won by Jesus. We have faith in those promises. But sometimes our faith wavers, doesn't it? Especially when we hit times of trial and pain. But today we have some words from a diehard Christian who tells us to keep the faith. This diehard Christian who wrote that advice was the Apostle Paul. He was one who, by God's grace, kept the faith uh, in the face of incredible difficulties. It's believed that this second letter to Timothy was really the last letter that, that Paul wrote. We hear in the reading he's in prison for proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. He's probably looking his execution in the face. And at this difficult time, he writes to his young pastor by the name of Timothy to encourage him. And so we know he knew that these circumstances would upset Timothy and and that Timothy might very well face much of what Paul had to face. And so he writes Timothy to encourage him with a message that amounts to keep the faith. And that message is for us too: keep the faith. Paul mentions a few things that are involved in that. Uh, first, he tells us to really to, to thank God for it. Paul began by informing Timothy that whenever he, whenever Paul thought about Timothy, he gave thanks for Timothy. He did for a variety of reasons, but perhaps it was a simple fact that Timothy was in the faith. Timothy knew Jesus. He knew Jesus as Lord and Savior, and it was something for which Timothy could give thanks to God himself, right? It was God's gift to him. 
Paul had written to the Ephesian congregation, a group that Timothy probably served as pastor, with some very familiar words for us. It is by grace that you've been saved through faith. And this is not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Faith. Faith in our triune God is a gift from Him and a gift from Him alone. I mean, it's not something we have done for ourselves, right? God gives us this gift of faith through His tools, through His means, through, through His Word and, and through the sacraments and used by His people. In Timothy's case, the tool of God's Word was used by his mother and grandmother, Paul notes. They shared with Timothy the faith that lived within them and from the time he was a little boy, uh, they, they did that. And Paul reminded Timothy later uh, in the letter, uh, I, think it's, I think it's after our reading, uh, yes, by one verse, uh, where Paul wrote, How from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. The faith Timothy had in his Savior and those who shared it with him really were gifts from God, for which Timothy could certainly have wanted to give thanks. But, you know, the same is true about for you and me, right? The faith, that, uh, the, the faith you have that lays a hold of Jesus, his innocence, his, his heavenly home, is your most precious gift. I mean, this is, uh, this is we are, where we are rooted in Christ, isn't it? That we give thanks for it, give thanks for those who first shared that gospel truth and faith with you? Maybe it was, perhaps it was your parents, right? Uh, that brought you to the baptismal font as an infant and there through the washing of water and the word you received the gift of faith. Maybe it was a family member or, or a friend who later in life shared the message of the Savior with you, thus sharing that faith with you. Let them be included in your thanks to God. And also give thanks to God for those who are united in the faith with you now. This gathering of brothers and sisters in Christ, right here and right now, together we encourage each other in the saving faith. Remember just how valuable this faith is, because it is what connects us to our Savior and His gifts. We remember that we have been, when we remember that, we have been moved then to give thanks for that faith and to keep the faith. Thank God for it. Paul then quickly moves on to urge Timothy then to, secondly, to, to use the faith. Uh, I, I, you know what happens when you get sick, right? Maybe you end up laying in bed for a few days, uh, uh, and what happens is that you, your muscles just get weakened so quickly. It's difficult at first to do things that were simple uh, to do only a week earlier, and that happens when those things don't get used, when those muscles don't get used. So also with our faith. If we don't feed it with the forgiveness of sins, if we don't spend some time with God in His Word, if we don't exercise that faith by, by living it, it gets weak and, and we have difficulty standing up to the temptations and struggles of life. Paul told Timothy, fan into flame the gift of God which is in you by the laying on of my hands. Put your faith to work was his instruction. Paul had seen abilities in Timothy already at a young age, abilities to search the scriptures, to understand them, to apply them, to share them. And so Paul uh, takes a young Timothy under his wing to train him uh, to use those gifts as a pastor and as a missionary. Now Paul urges Timothy, flex those muscles, right? 
flex those muscles of his faith to use those gifts to get out and and face the challenges of life and proclaim that faith. Now, Timothy may have been tempted to go ahead and let that faith go go dormant, right? Uh, Because if he had seen where Paul was at, he could have been moping and despairing about Paul's imprisonment and his impending execution. And Paul says, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't give in to that temptation. And it's a temptation that threatens you and me too. How often are we tempted to turn inward? How how often are we tempted to to turn, uh, to hold up in our homes or hold up in our church when temptations and struggles uh, uh, lie outside our doors? This is a time for us to be growing together in Christ. This, dear friends, is a time to feed our faith to breathe in that fresh air of Jesus, good news of forgiveness, to flex those muscles of faith. Paul reminds us, God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a power of love and of self-discipline. Keep the faith, Paul says. By being in the world and living your faith, using those gifts, standing strong, standing strong, and and displaying the face of a, a thousand temptations to sin, display the power of love, and self-discipline of a child of the Heavenly Father. It's like exercising or weight training, right? The more you do it, the stronger you get. Keep the faith. Use it. Then thirdly, included in a willingness to use the faith, there's also uh, a pride in it, uh, uh, being proud or confident of your faith. Now, we need to remember that in and of ourselves, none of us is anything to be proud of, Right? I mean, we are by nature sinful and and offensive to God, and what we have done, we have done evil in his sight. But, But putting all this into the context of what we just already talked about, too many times you and I get ashamed of our Savior, ashamed of our faith in him. We've often tried to avoid possible insults or ridicule for Jesus by maybe joining in with friends in sinful behaviors and activities. At other times, maybe we didn't join in, but we also didn't stand up for Jesus either. There's nothing to be proud of in that. But Jesus wasn't ashamed, was he? He appeared in our world and wasn't ashamed to live as our sinless brother. He wasn't ashamed to live and speak the truth of his Father to us. Then he was willing to take in our place the shame of being crucified. And on that cross, enduring the anger of God, the wrath of God, over our sins and our shameful behavior. With his resurrection, he takes the shame out of our physical death so that it becomes an entrance into glory. What a Savior. Jesus is the object of our faith. So you can rightly be proud and confident of that faith because it's really a pride, a confidence in Jesus, your Savior. Such a pride will show itself in Confident living according to his will. Don't be ashamed of him. Don't be ashamed to live according to his commands. Keep the faith. Be proud of it. Be confident of it. Finally, since your faith is your connection to Jesus and he's so valuable to you, Paul says, finally, guard your faith. Guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you, he says. Jesus, by his perfect life and death, has has purchased, he's reserved a place in heaven and eternity for you and me. (laughs) By that God-given faith in Jesus, we have those riches. The riches of a perfect and never-ending life with God. 
the guarantee of those riches in, in the faith that the Holy Spirit has deposited in us. And our faith, if you will, is, is that deed, that title, that receipt to be presented upon our arrival at the throne of God for judgment. Given by God himself, entitles us to life. So guard it. It is your most precious possession. Paul explains how to guard it. He wrote to Timothy saying, What you heard from me, keep as a pattern of sound teaching. With faith and love in Christ Jesus, guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Guarded with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. You see, this pure message of God's word that Timothy had heard from Paul was the very thing that guarded his faith. The message about our sin that humbles us and keeps us from trusting in ourselves uh, uh, for trying to gain favor with God and life with him by our own power. That message about God's love in Jesus that lifts us up and gives us that life. That message in the scripture, which Paul later writes, saying, are able to make you wise for salvation. Also, he wrote about those scriptures in that letter saying that all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for for teaching, rebuking, uh, and correcting and training in righteousness so that the, the man or woman of God may be fully equipped for every good work. Do you want to guard the faith that connects you to Jesus and his word? Then use the scriptures. Use God's word. They are the weapon and the armor that guard your faith. Keep the faith. Thank God for it. Use it. Be proud of it. Be confident in it. And guard it. Listen to the scriptures. Apply it to your life. It's going to cut you to the heart when it convicts you as a sinner before God, but it also brings that healing and saves you when it convinces you that through Jesus you're a child of God, that you are destined to live with him in that never-ending life of his new heaven and new earth for all eternity. That's the faith that God has given you as a gift. It gives you joy, it gives you peace, it gives you strength at all times, whether they be times of victory or defeat, whether they be times of of success or sorrow, or times of hope or discouragement. So, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, let us keep the faith. Amen. Please stand. And now may the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbonnet, Illinois. You can find this and other podcasts by going to stpaulslutheran.net. Click the Sermons button at the top of the page. Thank you for listening and God's blessings.